With all the recent health focus on sugar, poor old fruit has gotten undeserved attention for the simple reason that it is high in sugar. And from that, some very average advice has surfaced that people need to limit how much whole fruit they eat too. Now, a systematic review puts to bed any health concerns anyone should have about fruit, finding that whole fresh fruit does not contribute to weight gain. So, eat up. Fruit is a core part of dietary guidelines the world over. But with the rise in obesity rates and health problems and the greater scrutiny that sugar has received, especially with how much added sugar is in our food supply, poor old fruit has sometimes been tainted because of its high sugar content. There have been some very loud voices warning people of the dangers of too much sugar with very little attention paid to the source of it, or the food matrix it is found in. And for this, recommendations on eating fruit have succumbed to friendly fire. Whole fruit, though, is a very different food from refined sugar added to highly palatable, energy-dense discretionary foods. Fruit is a good source of fiber, contains many important nutrients, and because of its water content, is less energy-dense than many high-sugar-containing convenience foods. If diets high in sugar are a driver of obesity and disease risk, is there any merit then to the line that whole fruit should also be limited or even avoided simply because of its sugar content? This question has been answered in a recent systematic review. Involving 41 studies with a mixture of both randomized control trials and observational studies where fruit consumption was tracked against body weight changes, a consistent outcome was seen. And here it is. Increasing consumption of whole, fresh fruit did not increase body weight and likely even had a modest impact on weight loss, especially when you looked at the higher quality randomized control trials that ran for up to six months. And I'll link to this review in the show notes. And agreeing with the effects of fruit on body weight that this review found, eating fruit also helped to reduce the total amount of food eaten, either displacing more energy-dense foods or helping control appetite. So it is pretty clear that fruit in its whole form rightly counts as a healthy part of any diet, and concerns about weight gain from its sugar content are very misguided. There are lots of reasons to eat fewer foods high in added sugar, but when it comes to healthy fruit and its naturally present sugar, there is no need to be cutting back. Whole fresh fruit is unlikely to add excess kilojoules to the diet or cause weight gain, and if anything, may help protect against it. That makes for a good reason to continue to enjoy fruit every day. So even with the positive messaging on fruit being healthy, Australians fare poorly in meeting anywhere near the recommended target for eating fruits or vegetables each day. Recent dietary surveys point to just 7% of people eating the recommended five servings of vegetables each day, while just half of Australians make it to the recommended two servings of fruit each day. One possible way to help address the fruit and vegetable consumption gap is to promote ways to make them more accessible and convenient. 
The limited shelf life of fresh produce can mean that it isn't always possible to have plenty of fresh produce on hand at home, especially if regular access to a supermarket or grain grocer isn't always possible. The situation can be even more difficult for people living in remote areas who find it difficult to get to a supermarket. Several studies have already found that fruits and vegetables packed as frozen or even canned are cost-effective and nutritious options for meeting daily vegetable and fruit recommendations in the context of a healthy diet. So, the question is, do people who have plenty of frozen produce on hand at home actually eat more fruit and vegetables on average compared to the general population? Using food and nutrient intake data from two large dietary surveys conducted in the United States, researchers were able to look at fresh and frozen fruit and vegetable consumption of people. This data was able to then be compared to a whole diet quality across large segments of the population. And I'll link to this study in the show notes. So what did the study find? People who are regular eaters of frozen fruit and vegetables ate significantly more compared to people who only ate fresh produce. The not-so-good news, though, was that on average, neither group of eaters met the recommended number of servings of fruit and vegetables per day, but the ones that included some frozen ate more full stop. So a consequence of eating more frozen fruit and vegetables was that a person's diet was overall better. More fiber, potassium, calcium, and vitamin D was consumed, and less salt was eaten in people who had frozen produce as part of their diet. The energy intake of people 18 years and under was lower among frozen fruit and vegetable consumers, which is a positive finding, considering the rise in childhood obesity rates. Adult eaters of frozen produce were significantly more likely to have a lower body mass index too. So, Let's wrap all this up. Fruit is good for you. Keep it in your diet and ignore the ramblings of those flogging the tired old message along with their sugar is toxic books and online quit programs that you need to eat less of it because of sugar. And don't be afraid to have some of it in your freezer as a convenient backup option as a way to get more fruit and vegetables in your diet each day. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it, or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition. Nutrition.